Come join Hans and Scotty Tuesday, November 26th from noon to 3, 7211 South Plaza Center Drive in West Jordan. Customers that visit will receive a free liquid screen protector for your Android or Apple device while supplies last. Also, don't forget to ask about the iPads for $99.99. All right, PK, the question is up on our Facebook page. Oregon loses. What's the impact on the Utes there? How much is this going to hurt Utah? In the end, zero. Because? Because I didn't believe they were going to put them in in the first place. There you go. There's like four or five scenarios here to play out. For those of you who thought they never had a shot, it doesn't matter because they're not going to let them in at 12-1 and no matter what. But isn't it sweet to see the Knights go down? <laughs> it was a fun game to watch, honestly. I didn't get a chance to watch much of it because that's the way it works. You talked about your Devils being uh, front runners. You know, it takes uh, it's a little LA-ish in that it takes an event, and then they don't add you know three thousand people here, five thousand here. Suddenly, the stadium's packed, and they're all there. They're all there in maroon, and they're all up going nuts as the Devils made one big play after another. And the fourth quarter was crazy because both teams were going up and down the field. So it was it was pretty cool. But Oregon loses, and I think that the committee, and Tim Brando said, they'll follow whatever logic path they need to to explain why they're going to do what they were always going to do. You look at their rankings right now, they want to put two SEC teams in. They've given the SEC three of the top five. I think it's going to take SEC losses to get Utah in. Certainly. Yeah, no It may take an Oklahoma loss, and I think the committee will tip its hand not in the uh, Tuesday night release, but a week from Tuesday, if Oklahoma blows out Oklahoma State, no matter what the Utes do, whether they beat Colorado by 10, 20, or 30, does Oklahoma leapfrog them? Because, well, that's another quality win. I've always believed Oklahoma has an advantage. And so I think that's where we'll see it. It's a little harder, not that they couldn't do it, because they can do whatever they want, but it's a little harder for them to do it after a conference title game when if Oklahoma has just given Baylor a second loss and the Utes have given Oregon the third. I think they'd probably do it this week. Should the Oregon loss have a negative effect on Utah? Well, by the time it's all said and done, both ASU and Oregon are on their schedule. So if this makes Oregon a little worse, it makes ASU a little better, it shouldn't matter. It should be a wash. But if you decide to just compare how teams did against other elite teams and then you can define Oregon as not elite, you can talk yourself into... Yep, this hurt the Utes. And the committee may do that. I don't think it's necessarily the losses. It's the lack of quality wins. Because people point to Georgia. Well, they lost to South Carolina. Yes, they did. But they have more quality wins, even if it's one. Right now, I don't know that Utah really has a quality win. It would be Oregon, because other well, than that... Beaten Oregon. Right. I it, said right now. No, right now, the uh, USC... Excuse me, USC is the only ranked team they played, and they lost they at 8 quality wins. The best team they've beaten, BYU. Most well, wins. Washington. Yeah, but you can't say the best team. The team with the most wins they've beaten. Yep. I mean, you, you can't look at them and say BYU's better than Washington when Washington killed Smoked BYU. Them. So it's still Washington, and it's a 6-5 and five Washington. That loss against Colorado hurt nearly as much as the Oregon Knights losing. But wasn't it sweet to see the Oregon Knights go down? <laughs> <laughs> it kind of was. 
Did you see the shot of their uh, athletic director in the second half standing over there looking like he was just uh, eating raw anchovies or something? I don't know. It was not a good look on his Mullins. face. Yeah, it yeah. is. Any Anytime the Oregon Knights go down, it's a good day. <laughs> to see the Knights get beat, <laughs> you had to have enjoyed it. Come on. The Pac-12 needs to go undefeated, and expecting a team to go undefeated through nine conference games when other conferences are playing eight is just unfair. Blatantly unfair. Jeffrey posts on our uh, Facebook page, should Oregon's loss have a negative impact on Utah? Should it? No. Will it? Probably. I don't think it's going to have any more loss than I already thought. More, More of a negative effect than I already thought. Because I didn't believe two weeks ago that the Utes were going to get in, and I don't believe today the Utes are going to get in. It doesn't mean they don't deserve to get in. Quit acting like it's so negative. And it's not my job to trump for the Utes. I love them more than you'll ever know, but it's not my <laughs> job to trump for them. Now, you said that like it wasn't true, and that was the thing you threw out there. <laughs> and yet, <laughs> there's some truth to that. What Truth to what? That you love them more than we'll ever know. I was serious. Richard says it doesn't matter what we think. It'll be Georgia or Alabama ahead of Utah. Pretty much all Alabama has to do is beat Auburn this week. Right. And I believe they'll have a leg up. Because I believe the Tua injury will actually work in their favor, not work against them. See how good they are? Yeah. Gary Danielson's going to be saying that the whole game. He's going to be selling it. Setting the storyline. If they win. If they win, yes. I mean, they obviously have to win. If they lose, then no, it's another story. But if I'm a Ute, do I really, really care? I I just don't know that I can drum up enough energy to care that much. Because you can only do what you can do. And I would take 100 out of 100 times a 13-1 season with a 7-point loss to SC when SC has four NFL receivers. I can live with that. Of all the things that I can live with, that's one of them, right at the top of the list. And yeah, I got it. Moss went out, and so you use that. But yeah, I got the the uh, counter to that is uh, the Rat Fink was the fourth-string quarterback. The only reason why he was third is because Sears quit. If you go by last year, and that's true. I can live with all that. Because in 40 friggin' years, six teams have gone through without a loss. Or it's seven if you want to count SC, I think, went 6-0-1. Uh, Which you can't do anymore. Yeah. It, I told you in 2011 that you're going to see two to three head scratchers. Can you remember me saying that? I do remember you saying that. Not only that, we talk about it every year because we identify which games they are. The freakish upsets that you just don't expect. And it happened. A year well, ago, it if was... They're up, if you do expect the upsets, then they're not upsets. A year ago, it was Cal, with no offense whatsoever, taking down the conference champ Washington. I couldn't believe it. I was up all night. I couldn't ponder it. My mind, I couldn't wrap it around. A 360. I could not do it. Come on, you fans. Aren't you ecstatic by this this season? Irregardless if they get in or not. 
And maybe a style point will help against Oregon. Beat them. I would love to see them beat the Knights by 45. Treat them like they're Arizona. Yeah. Give them the UCLA And if treatment. that's the case, I'm going to wander over into the box. <laughs> Phil, ha, 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 All the money in the world can't buy you a win over our Utes. Because I got Whittingham over here. And he good. Oh, he good. He good. Come on. Taylor says, it pains me to say this as a BYU fan, but the Utes... Deserve a shot in the college playoffs. Their defense is the best in the country. Their offense is clicking. I hope someone ahead of them chokes so they can get in. The path to get in is for three teams to lose. Georgia doesn't have to choke. LSU comes out and does what they do. I expect LSU will win. Would Alabama be choking if they lose to Auburn with a backup quarterback? Oh, well, I'm not going to debate whether they'd be choking or not. And Oklahoma mm. might have to lose to Oklahoma State or Baylor. And those are two decent teams. Oklahoma plays a better schedule than you. What can I tell you? But Oklahoma's defense is vulnerable. They could lose a game. They could lose a high-scoring game. If Already they lost, have. If they lost one of those games 38-35, either Oklahoma State or Baylor. Mm-hmm. It'd be an upset, but a mild one. It could happen. Yeah, I get it. I don't think it's going to, but it could. And I'm, gonna, I'm willing to give Oregon, or excuse me, call Oklahoma a pass, too. They lost one conference game. Conference <laughs> games are different. After the loss last year, the offensive coordinator for ASU had all the returners write down, why did you lose to Oregon last year? You don't do that in a non-conference game. You just don't. Unless it's SC and Notre Dame or something, you know, something that you play every year, right? So they've been stewing over this for a whole year. What do we need to do to beat the Knights? I heard about it. And so this is something they've been... You don't point to non-conference games. You point to conference games. And so what do you have? That, kept, that loss kept them out of the Pac-12 championship game. That's a fact. It kept them out. So that added something. A laser focus. Although a laser focus and the Devils start the game... Two first, the first two plays with 10 guys on the field defensively. Laser focus. (laughs) So Herm looks at the guy, and I listen to driving back from this because the game is so late. I stay in Tucson, then drive back to Phoenix and fly out of Phoenix on Sunday, right? If they played in the day, I'd drive back, but I'm not going to be driving at 2 in the morning. So I'm driving to Phoenix yesterday morning, and I'm listening to some of the press conferences on my phone through this. The, the speaker and he said you know we had they were going to go with our package a particular package they were going to use and he looks over uh at the start of the second play and he says the one guy says okay you're in this basic package <laughs> so you're supposed to be out there so anytime you uh, want to go out there you go out there son. <laughs> <laughs> so he's talking about this it. sarcastic coach <laughs> yeah, on the sideline yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, you know, anytime you want to go in, you're yeah, in. Because so. you have different packages which could determine a different starting lineup. And he looks out there and he sees it and it's, uh, it's almost it's too late to get out there for the second 
play. Mm-hmm. He tells the guy, yeah, you might want to get in there. And then he says, you know, I've been around this a long time. And when you're dealing with college kids and they got so many things going on and it just drives you crazy after a while, <laughs> you have to be prepared for all these different things that you don't have to be prepared with. These kids have man bodies in a lot of cases, but they're boys. And he's the point that's that he's making is they're young kids. And so the one dude, I think Crosswell is his name, he didn't think he was in. But he's supposed to be in Slater the first two plays with ten guys. So my point is, when you're dealing with college kids, you just don't know. And so I'm supposed to penalize Utah because the Oregon Knights lost one conference game and they lost an Auburn game in the last couple of seconds. And all of a sudden, that reflects negatively on Utah. That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, well, if you uh, are going to drop a playoff system where there's five conferences and everything you say about conference games is true and you only create four spots, you set yourself up for years where somebody's going to get the short end of the stick. And it, historically, it's usually the Pac-12. And if they take care of Bama, it's going to be the Big 12 and the Pac-12. I don't care. If you go 13-1 and one and play in a Rose Bowl, you're not getting the short end of the stick. DJ PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Gary Anderson coming up next. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Utah Jazz are back in action tonight. They open a five-game, eight-day road trip in Milwaukee. Bucks with the best record in the East. Game starts at 6 o'clock. Our pregame coverage starts at 5 o'clock with Jazz Game Night, the pregame show. You can hear the game on 97.5 The Zone. Over on 1280 The Zone, it's Monday Night Football. The Baltimore Ravens and the Los Angeles Rams. That game will kick off at 6.15 on ESPN. You'll listen to the game here on The Zone Sports Network. Top of the Wire is brought to you by Action Plumbing. Call Action Plumbing and get your preseason furnace tune-up and safety check for $33 by calling Action Plumbing at 801-833-3333 or going to actionplumbing.net. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. In spite of the difficult losses that, right. that you have to just Toledo. The hard thing, and Hans, you, you know this, you would know yeah. this. Well, gee, you would know it's a lot. you would know. I didn't <laughs> even know. Scott, get that. <laughs> no, it's all right. I yeah. get it. No, you're... <laughs> I'm just the guy no. that brings you in and out of break. No. You are the play-by-play voice of the Aggies, my friend. Do not sell yourself short. <laughs> I'm, I'm just teasing. It was, oh I'm just God. joking, Coke. God, I'm hurting everybody's feelings. You're not. Today. I was joking. Oh. <laughs> so what do I lemon I know that Scott doesn't? <laughs> Yeah, now I'm interested to know because maybe I I can learn something. I I forgot already. (laughs) Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to three. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Join us tomorrow, DJ and PK are hitting the road. We're going to be at Murdoch Chevrolet, 2375 South, 625 West in Woods Cross. There'll be more jazz gear. You'll have a chance to rip the beanie or the hat off of PK's head, pick up some free loot, stop by. We'll see you tomorrow, Murdoch Chevrolet, Woods Cross, right off the freeway. Waiting on Gary Anderson. We'll hear from him here hopefully in a uh, couple of minutes. I've been talking about the, uh, the Utes. And what impact the Oregon loss will have on the Utes going forward. I guess if they lose none, if they get help with Alabama 
and Oregon, or Alabama, Alabama and Oklahoma, and Georgia going down to defeat, then none. But there's multiple 11 and 1, 12 and 1 teams waiting. PK, there are plenty of people who think it's going to hurt them because there won't be a marquee win. Two loss Oak Oregon won't be viewed as a marquee victory. It'll just be another game. Which I think it should be viewed as a decent victory. It shouldn't be viewed as another game. Ryan says should or shouldn't is irrelevant. Yes, it will. The Oregon loss will have an impact. Uh, I think it'll be downgraded if they beat them, and I think they will beat them. Uh, but I think it'll be downgraded a little bit. I understand that. But you're holding them to an extremely high standard, and the Knights lost the conference game. Uh, if they beat uh, Oregon State this week, they'll be 8-1. and one. That's a pretty good ball club. Aaron says it doesn't matter what anyone's opinion is. At this point, you fans are very big fans of Auburn and Oklahoma State. I agree. I agree if, if they want to get in. I just don't have a burning desire to break down some beauty contest. If it was earned out on the field, then you wouldn't have to worry about it. So then it would mean more. Not getting in, at best for me, is a mild disappointment. So that's personal. You can't really tell people what to think. I think the older you are, the sure more likely... The more likely people agree with you. If they want to be because, right, I can tell them. Because <laughs> the older you are, the more allure the Rose Bowl has. The BCS and the playoff have altered tradition. And so I get 30-year-old Ute fan doesn't look at it well, the same way age, you and I do. I don't, I don't think age has anything to do with it. No, absolutely it does. I don't think so. Okay. I think you accomplish what you accomplish. And. They, if they win their next three games, they will have had a phenomenal season. And look at it this way, man. Why go play LSU and get beat when you can play Minnesota and beat the snot out of them, and then you can wonder the rest of your lives, how good were we? I have heard you fans on both sides of that Why discussion. Why take that out of the equation? That is a whole other show and a spirited debate. Yeah. Why, why worry about that? Because channeling... Uh, Channeling aggressive youth fan because they're not going to get blown out. This defense is awesome, and we're all going to find out how awesome well, this if defense you lose, is. You lose, you lose. Whether you get, I didn't say anything about blowing out, but if you lose, you lose. So, and then there's youth fans who are like, yeah, we can't handle LSU. Let's go to the Rose Bowl. I can't afford to fly to Atlanta. And well, you'd have to play LSU. And I'll Ohio drive State to back LA to weeks. Yeah. Why bother with that? Now, if they let you have an opportunity, fine. But if they don't let you, it's not because of anything you didn't do. It's because of somebody took a vote. Sports shouldn't be decided by voting. That's why I don't pay attention. Any old sports, and I know you can't say it because you got to maintain your popularity, but all these sports where they have judges, I'm not interested. And they can have 15,000, they can have 500,000 people go up and watch the Stones do their gymnastic thing. I don't stones? care. Stones, red stones, whatever they're called, <laughs> red rocks. And I know you got a you know, you lo- you. Knew Actually, the, I've said the same thing. But you knew the coach, and he liked you. Yep, so it's that's true. All I, I don't care about that. I don't know the coach. I don't care about it. I, it once you in, introduce judging, I'm out. And that's what this is. You introduce judging, I'm out. Sorry, not interested. 
If they get in, great. They don't get in, zero diminishment. Zero on the accomplishments of this season. They will send eight guys to the NFL next year. Obviously, Moss is going to go. And some underclassmen down the line will go. So they're going to have the over half their guys are going to play in the NFL. I don't need anybody else to tell me. I've been to their games. I've seen it with my own eyes. This is an outstanding team capable of doing great things. If they let them in their party, great. If they don't, that's fine. That's fine, too. (laughs) Blape them. Whatever. And you listen to the national media, so I'm listening. Uh, We're driving yesterday. My wife's with me. And... The guy's, uh, it's, it's a national show, and he's saying, well, yeah, you put in Utah, their fans don't travel, they're not going to have a good show. He has no idea what the hell he's talking about. I've seen it. I've seen 50,000 in Tempe. I, I, I'll see 20,000 in Santa Clara in two weeks. I'll see it. They'll yep. be there. Don't tell me. But picking the tournament. ignorance. We live out here in no man's land. Yes, I we get do. it. And picking uh, who should play to be the best team based on who travels. What are we doing here? Why was that even part of the debate? Because it's a TV show. It is a part of the debate. It's about making dollars. It's not about athletic competition. The game will be sold out either way. DJ and PK, time to welcome in Utah State coach Gary Anderson. Gary, good morning. Good morning, guys. So after the how, game, oh, how are you? How are you? Uh, okay, but we were a little more worried about you. I'm okay. fired up this morning. Gary. <laughs> well, I'm telling you, always, yeah. you're fired up. Yes. Oh, I know you are. You're fired up because of your guys, right? Yes. Anytime the Oregon Knights go down, it is great, but especially to the Devils. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought about you when I saw that score. <laughs> Everybody does. Yeah. He's just beat it into us at this point, Gary. So I'm used to your post-game press conferences and how you sound. You sounded a little more, uh, I don't know, maybe a combination of uh, frustration and anger, probably a couple other emotions lobbed in there as well. And I'm wondering if you look at the game any different now, if there's anything else you'd want to add to the post-game, if you could go back and do it, or if you, you hit the nail on the head now that you've had 48 hours or so, or a little less than that, and you've watched the film. No, I think it's, it's pretty much that. You know, Boise is... Uh, a really good football team. Um, it's like I said after the game, and they clearly deserve to, you know, win that game. And, and if we're going to get to the point to where you know you consistently are going to play with the guys that's playing those games, the championship game, basically every single year, finding a way to get themselves into that thing one way or another, most years. You have to you have to operate on all three phases, and uh, we didn't operate in one phase good enough to be able to play with those guys on that day. And um, you know, had our chances, had some opportunities. You look back and you say coulda, woulda, shouldas, but you know that doesn't really matter at the end of the day. But you know, you you, you can't throw that pick. Um, you can't let them get a punt return for a touchdown. You can't let them just run the ball um, at will in a very important stretch of the second quarter. Um, and that was, uh, you can't go three and out and then let them run the ball and three and out and let them run the ball and all of a sudden the, the score's out of hand. So much as I felt at the end of the game, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's an eye-opener. It should be uh, 
I understand where those guys are now. I had great respect before, but I have a little bit better understanding after playing them for a year and understand where uh, where we need to go. And that's an experienced team. You know that the uh, line's been together for a long time, and they do a nice job of you know uh, running running their program. So we got an opportunity to understand who they are, what they're about, and um, you know work hard like crazy. Uh, but right now, the task at hand is to win this next game to get our seventh game. Um, and that is the most important part. This is a huge game for Utah State. This is a huge game for Utah State. Everybody that's involved in the program is a gigantic game, and uh, we need to go take care of business. Yeah, because you spoke upon that on Saturday night, that six wins only makes you bowl eligible. It does not get you a bowl game, and we've seen teams with six wins not go. I think Wyoming was one here most recently. So with that in mind, seven, I don't know that we've seen a team with seven wins not go. So that adds to the situation. Situation, the, the level of importance. Uh, did you speak from insight, or were you? Did you just speak generally in terms of needing that seventh win? Do you know something out there? No, no. Just generally speaking, uh, and, and Wyoming is the, the perfect example. A year ago, right? They uh, they won the last game of the year, if I remember right, against Air Force. If I'm speaking out of turn, I think they beat Air Force last game of the year last year, and you know allowed them to get to the sixth victory, and, and they ended up not going to uh, not going to a bowl game. So um, it, it is out there, um, and that's just one reason why we need to win this game. That's just it's a, it's a it's a reason, absolutely. And obviously, you want to get to a bowl game, and you know, going be, being bowl eligible doesn't mean you're in a bowl game but you know there's there's a lot of other things we need to we need to finish off the right way um in against a you know an opponent in our conference and get ourselves set up for next year and where we're going and i'm interested to see how these kids react when they've when they've gotten knocked around which has happened to them a couple times this year it's happened to us not just them it's all of us obviously they're playing the game but they're the ones who get knocked around but you know coaches are in that spot too we, we've reacted very well um and it's important that we react very well again so you mentioned the interception, uh, two games in a row with a pick six. That is uh, 14 touchdown passes and 15 picks on the year for Jordan. How can you coach that up differently and get this to stop happening? Well, I'm, you know, I, I, it's not a cop out here, but I'm not, I'm not a quarterback guy. I mean, if there's two places I can't really help you as a quarterback, and I can't help you as a as a kicker, so I'm I'm not really schooled in that area. I know it's a it's a huge area of concern, and it's very obvious now. It's not just uh, you know, it's not just a, a, it happened, and it's not going to happen again. It's happened, um, you know, too much, and and nobody wants that to go away more than Jordan. No one wants that to go away than Mike Sanford. But you know, sooner or later, you have to look at yourself and everybody that's involved and obviously I'm the one that gets uh, I'm at the very end of the, the end of the tunnel there's me and so I've got to look at myself to see how I can help him and help any quarterback within this system you know not have those things happening to him because um, it is it is very very difficult to overcome so um, you know we'll assess and we'll keep moving through these next days through this next game and then hopefully the next one um, as we go forward but that is that you know, touchdowns to interception ratio is not going to get any team where you want them to be at the end of the year, right? And quite frankly, we've had some, you know, five games that went right down the wire again. Awesome. We won them. It's awesome. But at the end of the day, 
you drop two or three of those, and all of a sudden you're at four wins or three wins or whatever it may be, and uh, it's not what you want. And that's one of the major contributing factors to not winning those games. That and you know consistently stopping the run and you know the inconsistencies that we have. So this team's done some great things, and I don't want to discount them. I really don't want to discount them, but I also want them to know that you know we have high expectations and we we want to get better and we want to be able to compete at a high level against everybody that we play against. And and when that doesn't take place, again, we can't run from our deficiencies. When you speak of Boise, I notice that you say the word program as versus team, and I think that's really important because they've had an outstanding program for a number of years now, as has the Utes. They're in the midst of a great, great season themselves, and they've had a great program. From your experience, what makes a great program? Well, I think that you have your core consistency thoughts um, on how you want to be able to have your team look a tough team, a team that wants to stop the run, a tough that want, a team that wants to play good defense. Um, and then you need to make sure that you, you work to find your identity on the offensive side of the ball. I think that's very important because, you know, who do you want to be on the offensive side of the ball? Is the offense going to be an offense that's going to play team offense? Or is it going to be an offense that's just going to say, forget it, all that matters is we go really fast and score points, okay? Um, you know, I... That hasn't worked so well this year, right? And last year it worked very, very well. I'm more prone to think that you play team offense and you play team defense as you move through time. Um, we are who we are right now, and that's exactly where we're at. And, you know, you look and see – I go again, but look at Boise. Boise. Boise plays offense much like, I would say, Utah is playing offense now, right? They both have really good players. That's the first most important thing. But it is a team concept offense that, yes, they want to score points. They want to knock people around. They want to be physical. They want to give you multiple looks. And I can go on and on and on and on and on. But it just doesn't rely on, you know, super fast wearing people out. Here we go. And uh, hopefully it's 70 degrees and sunny. You know, it Mm -hmm. does not that way. So um, I think Kyle has gone through that many, many times and uh, discussed where to go and how to go about it. Now, I want to be, I want to play fast. I want to be able to keep people on edge in some different scenarios, but you need to adjust, and Boise's done a great job with that. They'll, they'll play fast, they'll play slow, they'll play big, they'll play small, and uh, Andy's doing much the same with Utah. And so to me, that's a, a program defense, a program offense, a program special teams. That's what, in my opinion, builds a program. And great players, great recruiters, and you know, have your system of core of discipline. And, and it doesn't change every year. You're not just saying, oh my goodness, now let's do this, or oh my goodness, let's do this, or we're going to change to this scheme or that scheme. Uh, you have an idea who you want to be in an identity. So I get the people are down right now because you know, just look at the scoreboard and there's a lopsided loss. But yep. when you go big picture over the course of a decade, Boise State has been able to back up double-digit win season with a double-double-digit win season. I think it's like 17 out of 21 or something ridiculous like that. For the Aggies, those those 10-11 win seasons have been there, but it's taken building. So does that just come down to depth and continuity all the way through the assistants? Or is that maybe not a realistic goal for the program right now, and there's other stuff that has to be done to get to the point where you win 10 games and everybody's like, well, yeah, because Utah State, that's what happens. <laughs> yeah, I think that there's, there's a lot to be said about you know, the consistency program. If you just start with the staff, I mean, this is going to be a staff where there's going to be people move through the staff. That's And, and that's okay with me. I knew that, and I've known that since – I've been here the first time, and I obviously know that now. I think that's, and quite frankly, that's part of my job is to make sure that we put these 
coaches in a position to make a decision, a hard decision. But if they leave here, they need to leave here for you know, a much bigger picture. Um, or they leave here because they're not doing a good enough job. It's one of those two things. So, uh, because we all, well, we don't all know, but it is a great place to coach and it's a great place to be. So we, we're going to have more of that, um, you know, just because of the way things are set up at Utah State, and that's not a bad thing. Uh, but I think, you know, the expectations of building a consistent, you know, foundation is, is highly, highly important. And, you know, what is that? Um, you know, that's, that just that depends on, how many how many how many wins is that a year how are your kids doing in school how are they doing socially how do they represent themselves as a program but is it say oh my goodness at utah state you got to win 10 games a year to be successful i'm not going to say that i think that's unrealistic um i say the same thing six and seven games is good because you get rewarded eight and nine games is a is a is a great year and 10 and 11 games is elite and that's what i think the expectations should be at utah state and um, you know, right now we're at six, and like I said, this next game is highly, highly important for every person in this program, um, and we need to go play well. How hard is it to go through a conference season undefeated? Well, it's very tough, um, you know, especially the way it sets up. Uh, you know, on our side this year, you got Boise, Air Force, us, Wyoming. I mean, those are all you know, extremely good teams. And then you look at those teams that ran their heart at the end. Um, down on the other side, you know, Hawaii made a tremendous run to be able to get into the championship game. Um, knocked off San Diego State. San Diego State had a couple tough losses there at the end, and you know, we we got them early, and then they rolled, and they were rolling people and playing well, and all of a sudden they take a couple hits at the end. And um, regardless of the conference, I think it's. Uh, you know, very, very, very difficult. But the conferences that I've been in, um, you know, this conference I just spoke about, the Big Ten, it's very, very difficult um, to go through that conference. You know, you look and you say, who's gone undefeated? Well, it's, you know, Ohio State's kind of had those runs and they consistently do it and it looks like they're doing it again. Um, I know on the other side where we were at when we were at Wisconsin, you know, you had to go through, you had to go through Iowa, you had to go through, um, when we were there, um, you always crossed over with whatever it was, Penn State, Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, they're all on the other side. Um, and so the other side looks to stack up easier, which year in and year out, everyone would say, yes, that side is easier, but you still got, you know, those teams, Nebraska, the Iowa's, all those guys, it was hard to battle through that. And then the Pac-12 was a Pac-12. It's going to be very difficult to go through the Pac-12 and, and be um, undefeated. And so those are obviously the conferences that I've been closest with. And you go undefeated in a conference, it's a special, special elite season. You did it in the whack, and they shut the league down. Just threw their hands up and walked away. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I guess we can forever remember the last one, right? We got that last title. So hopefully we can find a way to get in search of, of one here. All right, Gary, thanks for a few minutes. We appreciate it. I appreciate you guys. Have a great day. Go Aggies. Gary Anderson, Utah State coach, going for win number seven. Uh, you want to take a shot at the spread in that game? <laughs> uh, New Mexico? Yeah. Whew, I would say in the high teens. 13. New Mexico coming in with a 2-9 and nine record. They beat New Mexico State, and they beat, I think, Sam Houston State in their money game. And other than that, nothing. 0-7 in conference. Yeah. So, they ought to win it. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. ought to win it big. Most definitely. I'll be glued to Facebook. 2 o'clock on Facebook. He's not kidding. It's not on TV. It's on Facebook. Streaming. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280's The Zone, Oregon, beaten by PK's Sun Devils. Stories of PK's excellent adventure in Arizona coming up, plus the fallout from that, what it could be, what it will be, what it shall be. We will get to that next. Stay with us. 
Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. And now, your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealer's strong play of the weekend. Donovan, lob to the rim, he cocked and hammered. Oh, my goodness. Joe Ingles finds Donovan Mitchell. There is the Chevy Strong play of the game, the alley-oop dunk. Know it today, 450 on the big show, and you can win fabulous prizes. As the great philosopher Snoop Dogg once said, This guy sucks. like a sucker punch. It's time to reward the losers in sports with another edition of This Guy Sucks. You suck. On 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. All right, who sucked this weekend? In the players' division, Carson Wentz. You turnover machine, you. What happened? Five turnovers for Philly. Four of them are on Wentz. He threw two picks. He fumbled it away twice. Fumbled it a third time, and the Eagles recovered it. That was a terrible performance. This guy sucks. Lost to Seattle 17-9. Back-to-back losses. The Eagles are below 500. They are 5-6 and six now. Can't be that loose with the ball. That was awful. No. Referee division, uh, it's unanimous. I don't, I don't know anybody who liked that tripping call. Maybe some Patriots fans did, but that you mean tripping both call. Both of them. Yeah, I think the later one because it was later is a bigger deal. But it yes, was. both yeah. of them. Now, no one liked the other one both either. Were awful. But the other one took away a third down conversion. I mean, still they were on their side of the field, so it's not like we knew they were going to go down and score a touchdown and win the game. But it was terrible. Anything you hated this weekend? Mason Rudolph bit. Got himself pulled from the game. This guy sucks. This guy sucks. It was the Bengals, so they came back and Steelers came back and won without him. Yeah, it wasn't uh, over the weekend, but Miles Garrett throwing the racial slur allegation. I think that really damages real instances. Now, the NFL said they researched it. And they have had no evidence of, so I think it causes harm when you do that. To falsely accuse. Yeah, because then you get folks, oh, here we go again, that type right. of thing. Well, there may be plenty of times where it those things are legitimate and uh, it's being overlooked because of this situation. I think that is damaging to the cause, so to speak. Yuck, anybody want to put on the list? I was going to put those tripping calls up there, the officials. There it is. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. More of the fallout from a crazy weekend in the Pac-12 and Oregon. The Oregon who? The Ducks? The Knights. Getting beat. We'll get to that next. Stay with us.